Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Ike Steen. Welcome to. Uh, I'm uh, standing in for Reverend Barnett this morning. So you on uh, KNON 89.3. You can join this conversation at 972-647-1893. And this program is Community Forum. It's a community forum, church information and community forum, church information and community forum and we got a lot to talk about this morning you can join this conversation but what i'm gonna do this morning i'm gonna allow you to call in and anything that you want to talk about that's decent anything that you want to talk about that's you feel that's important to your community your city or your country i'm gonna allow time this morning for you to call in but we got a lot going on. I think crime rate is up. Uh, I don't understand how crime is down, but murder is up. Some of these, uh, this math that they do to calculate crime, I do not understand it. And uh, we just have to just bear with what's going on in the community. And I want to give a shout out to the U.S. postal workers this morning down at the uh, main post office, the post office in North Texas, and all our post employees that works around the clock to get the mail out. I want to give a shout out to y'all this morning, those postal truck drivers that's driving uh, all through the night. That's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week operation. Y'all be careful out there. There's a lot going on. And what are your concerns this morning? We have a lot to talk about. We got an election coming up. Uh, we got a uh, the governor's seat up for grab. The lieutenant governor's seat up for grab. We got the state attorney's general seat up for grab. And we got some other local uh, seats up. So uh, did you get out and register to vote? Are you going early vote? Voting is very important. We complain about what's going on. And we say, well, our vote don't count. If your vote don't count, why are they trying to? Take your vote. Why are they trying to monitor you and make sure that it's hard for you to get out and vote? And you can give me a call, 972-647-1893. That's our number, 972-647-1893. Uh, there's so much going on. Uh in our communities, you know, economy, you know, we on our way to a recession. So they say we're not. Uh, so, but we just beg the difference. When you see the price of your groceries up so high, gasoline is just went back up. It's going back and forward, up and down. It seems like there's no regulation on gasoline prices. You know, like the like the big companies can just set the price they want to charge you and you know and you have to go to work you got to get your kids to school you got to uh go to the grocery store and you got to balance your medication your food your gas your rent so we got a lot going on on my second hour i have a special guest uh supposed to be here at eight o'clock uh domingo garcia President of LULAC, the National LULAC Association. He's supposed to be here with me at 8 o'clock, so we're going to have a conversation with Domingo Garcia. So 
get your notebook out. If you got some questions or you want to, you got some questions for Domingo Garcia, you feel free to call in at 8 o'clock and ask him because we got a, a lot going on in our communities. Uh, we have a caller. Yeah, good morning. Uh, we have uh, Thomas on uh, line one. Thomas on yes. line one. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Tana. And I uh, appreciate you for sitting in for Reverend Barnett. Hope he's fine. Um, but I was calling in this morning pertaining to you talk about inflation and voting. Uh, we have had a turnover rate of politicians for the last past 45, 50 years. Nothing hasn't changed. We haven't gotten no further where we have gone. Been in the 60s. Uh, inflation is high. Food is high. Gas is high. You think a company like Exxon, they... $1.2 billion quarterly. What makes you think that they're going to go down on the price of the gas if they have a profit? Rent is not being talked about. Pay rates is not being talked about. Everything's inflation, inflation, inflation. But there's no one out there that's talking about hiring pay scale that's where you can uh, have a decent pay that way it would offset the inflation work. And these politicians, not all, but some, they are just lying to the American people. If no one is not talking about increases on wages. If you have increases on wages, inflation is fine. It's, 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 part, it's part of America. But who's talking about wages? Everything is high, but there's nobody on and these governments talking about, oh, uh, uh, this has to be raised. This pay has to be raised. You know, they try to get the rate of um, pay raise to $15 an hour. It was shut down with the high court, high court circuit out of Plano, you know? And I just don't understand, you know, and I just like to hear, you know, more from you. And I appreciate what you're doing when you're sitting for Reverend Barnett. And I appreciate all your hosts and your guests that, that come in there uh, week in and week out with vital information for us. We are lost without you all. And I thank you all. And I will listen. All right. Well, thank you for your call. Uh, my take on uh, pay raises and, uh, uh, you know, salaries uh, one thing that we got to understand that I observed was so many, uh, I don't want to call them right-wing or left-wing organizations, but these corporations, when they come in and started a bunch of union busting, when you start destroying the unions that fight for better pay and better raises and, you know, and uh, just like the railroad, they, they threatening a strike now because of, uh, you know, sick leave. These people want a day off. Uh, I was reading an article in the paper that say that uh, a lot of those train conductors and uh, electricians and technicians on those trains, they don't have scheduled days off. You know, they just, whenever they can fit them in, you know, they don't have like some of the regular workers that work in the freight and stuff where they got, they got set days off. They know they off every Saturday and Sunday or every Monday and Tuesday. You know, they just, no sick days, no scheduled days, no family time. So. Unions fight for that. So when you started getting out of unions and busting unions, just like the show that comes on after this show, uh, those people are supported mostly by unions, you and the union. And when you support unions and keep them going, they keep you going. So I have another caller. Yeah, we have another caller, yes. Yeah, let me, I don't want to talk too much with that. Let me, let me let him come on. Okay, so we have, uh, yes, what I wanted to say, we have uh, Jeffrey on uh, line two. Jeffrey? Yes. Good morning, Jeffrey. Hey, praise the Lord. God bless you. 
I thank God today for allowing me to see 61 years. Today is my birthday, amen. Happy but birthday. My, amen. But my comment would be for my African brothers and sisters, we advertise Black Lives Matter. But at the same time, we're killing one another. And I just don't understand that. I just, you know, pray that people look to God who's our protector, you know, to where, you know, we quit killing each other. All these guns, all these little kids carrying guns and shooting one another. We're living in a mad society. What can we do as the elderly to make this come to an end? Well, it always have been violence in the land. When you go back to the first population on the earth, you know, uh, Cain slew his brother Abel. So that's something we're not going to stop. We might can try to address it. Uh, one of the things when we look at our people and how they are killing each other, one thing that we need to know who we are, you know, and what we, what we come from and what we stand for. You know, uh, a lot of this mass... Uh, Killings and stuff in these schools and stuff is not by our people. You don't see where a bunch of uh, African American people is going into school shooting twenty one people or uh, and all. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on. So yes, we do have problems in our neighborhood, but a lot of it is based on economics. You know, when you don't have jobs, you don't have proper health care. Uh, when you are only getting the crumbs off the table and not a seat at the table, you're going to have violence in the land. So, yes, we do need to come together as a people. And I say that the coming together used to start in the home, then from the home to the church. So you break up the home, you uh, shut down the church, and you shut down the coming together of a people. You understand what I'm saying? Amen, and I agree with that, amen. You say you 61 years old. Go ahead, sir. We, I said we need to quit talking about it and be about it, though, because God would have us to have love one for another. Right. I mean, it's always going to be a difference of opinions. Uh, right now, we talk about the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, we uh, when we vote, we voting on party lines. The strengthened parties, we always gonna have a problem. I'm not saying now. Most time I vote, I vote Democrat, but I want some out of the Democrats. I want something more than promises. I want to see some some policies, some laws, some changes. You know, some, I want to see some of the money come to my neighborhood that's going to North Dallas and these other influential areas. So, but I thank you for your call, uh, brother Jeffries, and I'm gonna. Kind of movie because I don't want nobody staying on the line too long. So uh, who do I have? Uh, we have uh, Malcolm Robinson on uh, line one. Malcolm Robinson. Yes. As Reverend Barnett said, the barrister. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for calling. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's so good to hear your voice. I guess your psychic uh, not there. No. Uh, I thought he was going to be here, but now I was told it was going to be 8 o'clock. Ah, uh, okay. If you usually have two other sidekicks with you. Royal? They're not there. Right. And to be honest with you, I didn't, uh, I, I got the call this morning about an hour ago. So I didn't have time enough to, uh, to, to activate the 18. 
Okay. So let me, let me go on and throw out what I was calling for. I was calling because we hear the terminology inflation, and I think most of the audience and define inflation as when prices go up, which they go up all the time. If they uh, uh, realize or understand uh, that we're in a capitalistic economic system and what causes uh, the inflation and based upon the macroeconomic viewpoint uh, for them to kind of interpret and analyze uh, the capitalistic system in terms of how it affects us. You know, we all we know, we go to the store, the price of milk is up, the price of bread is up, our rent is up, our utilities are up, and we don't really know what causes that. But they, they put a terminology on inflation. But we need to kind of understand we're in a capitalistic system, and it, and it moves on supply and demand. That's one thing. And the other thing we need to try and understand is that basically we have two, two uh, classes. We have the investment class, and we have the working class. And most of us come from the working class if we're able to get a job. And that's where the unions come in. So, yeah, I just want to kind of throw out there to see if people really understand that aspect of it. And what the understanding is, is what causes the prices to go up. They, they, they uh, uh, presume or assume that because you're president of the United States, that you have some effect on cost of goods sold. And that's not correct. The uh, president has really no no effect on it at all, but the, the person gets branded with that if he or she is in, in office at the time that these prices go up or these prices go down. So I just want to throw that out there during your 7 o'clock hour and see how many people really, or uh, if we really understand or do we understand or do we have questions about it and, and maybe some of the listeners can kind of do their assessment and provide information for those of us who may not have as much information in regards to that. Well, I got a question for you, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, before Trump, there used to be some regulations where government uh, had policies and rules and where well, they could regulate certain things. Uh, I, I kind of feel like that's gone out the window. You know, they just raise gas anyway. If, if, if they just say that... Uh, a hurricane is coming and it might come this way. Then all of a sudden gas goes up 30, 30 more cents a gallon. Uh, they predict uh, that crop is not going to produce. So prices go up before the actual event happens. So I think uh, these laws and regulations that we are in, is we don't have any. I think everybody's just doing what they want to do now. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I was reading the uh, looking at the news, uh, uh, Kroger and Amazon is talking about merging, and that's going to be a big issue with prices. You know, they're going to compete with Walmart, and we got all kind of things going on. So there's no regulations on what people can charge you for product. And like you said, supply and demand, but there's no regulations. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, again, okay, again, if you separate... 
basically on the capitalistic system you have the investment class and you have the working class investment class you know they try to tell us they believe in the work ethic really they do not right are those who believe that their investment to do the work that's where money does the work right. and you earn your your income or your revenue based upon investment and as a result of that they are the ones who do not want regulation okay. because regulation has an effect on on prices and ability to, to charge based upon supply and demand right as far as the investment class is concerned if the if the demand goes up for uh, water then they should be able to charge as much as they can get in the market if they ha if they own the water they have to supply right so that's that's part of what it is and uh so they always fight against regulation. They don't want any regulation. All right. All right. Well, I hate to cut this off. I'm up against a, a, a short break, but I, I think what you're basically saying, we are caught in between the greed and the need. So thank you, Barrister. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you. We're up against a short break. You can call us at 972-647-1893. Yeah, what's up? It's All right, we're back on Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Ashton, your host, sitting in for uh, Reverend Barnett this morning. And you can join this conversation at 972-647-1893. And you can join Reverend Barnett uh, at Heavenly Joy Church tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, Reverend Barnett Senior on Facebook. You can join the church service. And thank you. So, uh... All right, who do we have? Uh, we have uh, Bill on uh, line four. Bill? Yes. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Bill. Yes, uh, uh, the barrister kind of kind of hit on something that, that I wanted to talk about also. Uh, but, you know, it, it, you talk about voting Democrat and whatnot. It's, just, it's, it's very hard to pass any, anything when the opposing party has got the majority in one house or another. You know, so you get you really get nothing done. You know, they they just oppose it, and you know that's why we need to concentrate when we vote. We need to concentrate to vote up and down the line, so we can give the majority to the Democrats, Democrats, and see what they do with it. You know, and then you know, then judge them, judge it from there. Uh, and it's just it's just corporate greed, right? It's just. Ever, ever since we deregulated the energy, the Republicans deregulated the energy uh, uh, in this country, uh, it's just, especially in this state, you know, they just run roughshod. They can charge anything they want to charge anytime they want to charge it, you know. It's just deregulation uh, was the worst thing that could ever happen, to Texas especially. Well, it's not just the, uh, the energy industry. Uh, look at your medical. No. Look at your medical. Look how much no. your medicine costs. It, it's not costing it, it them costs. that kind of money to uh, manufacture these medications. As a matter of fact, a lot of your medications, uh, they are, the, the science that it took to develop these medications came from taxpayers' money. But then right. they turn around there and charge the taxpayers so much for the medications. So uh, I understand exactly what right. you're saying. Go ahead. They follow the pattern. They follow the pattern. They use the blueprint from their regulation to do their own. Even, even now, uh, uh, food, gas, whatever, you know, they, they use that same pattern now, you know, to, to raise prices and keep them that way. Right. They talk about the 
price of fertilizer, the, uh, the price of insecticide, or certain insecticides they can't use on food, and certain they can, but it's it's not about the insecticide itself so much. It's about who's manufacturing it. But uh, go ahead, Bill, wrap it up, because I'm going to get you somebody else. I'm not going to, I'm trying to get my, my lines of fill, and I want to give everybody opportunity to, you know. Right, go ahead. That's all I had. Go ahead. Okay, well, thank you for, thank you for being a, you know, good listener and a good caller. All right, who do we have next? Next is uh, Donald on uh, line two. Who? Donald. Donald. Not Trump, though, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, good morning, Donald. Good, good, good morning. My last name is Matthew. I have a listening to uh, you guys talk about cost of living, price uh, hikes, and all of that. But do you think, at this question, uh, do you think that uh, they went out and and they push for uh, these corporations to raise the minimum wage. Uh, all companies to get their employees raises. And once that happened, turn around and inflation went up. Do you think that that's the same way of them keeping their foot on us like they always have? I'm sorry. I, m- I missed the last part of it. I missed the question part. Yeah, the question is, is that since corporations and... Uh, they went out and advocated uh, for uh, all the companies to get employee raises and everything. So once the raises were um, put in place, inflation goes up. Do so you think that that's the same way it was before we even got the minimum wages uh, raised, uh, corporation raises? They, it, it, do you think it's the same way of them just keeping their foot on us like they always have? Oh, sure, I do. Uh, every time you get a raise, your insurance go up, Medicare go up. Right, right. Yeah, even if you're in the union, which I like unions, the union dues go up. So when you get a raise, they get a raise. It's 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 like you, as you would say, keeping keeping you pressed down. So right. you know, right. so you're not building up a good bank account. You know, it, other words, everything right. your your auto insurance go up, your home insurance go up. So it's all. Based on keeping, okay, a lot of raises just come through. So now look at the price of rent, price of housing, you know, everything is, uh, and they can say, well, you got a lot of people moving here from this country. So just we'll take any large company in any other state, they'll move to Dallas, Texas. Uh, They'll get these tax incentives, the tax breaks to come here. Now, we're giving money to billionaires that say they're going to create jobs here. And in right. reality, when a lot of them come here, uh, they bring their employees with them. So we, right. so we still getting, you know, it's, if you look at Dallas and look at the, the makeup of Dallas, the people that's in important positions, and that's, it's not a negative, but a lot of people in important position with the city and other uh, things in Dallas are not from Dallas. They migrated here to get the job. So I understand what you're saying. Yes, every time you get a dime uh, raised, they want, they want eight cents of it. That's, that's correct. So, all right, well, thank you for your call, Donald, and have a great Saturday. Uh, who do we have next up? Uh, Next is uh, Tim. Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Hello. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing great. I Good just morning. I want to know why. Uh, 
with the with inflation, right? I know sometimes they uh. Hello, yes. L- listen to your uh telephone and not the radio, cause it's kind of on a delay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I want. I, I just want to know uh why does the the government cut farmers from from uh certain crops and stuff? Why do they want to just pay them to not farm when inflation is going? You know, when when food prices are going up. Why do they do that? I, I need to understand why uh, some of these things are done. Well, you got to ask the uh, economists or analysts about that, but my my opinion, which may not be much, is it's all about control. It's controlling the market. If everybody raised corn, it drives the price of corn down if all the farmers raise corn. So if we all raising the same crop because it's a money-making crop, it's going to drive that price down because there's so much of it. So it's like uh, the barrister said earlier, Mr. Robertson, it's about supply and demand. If you can control uh, the supply, then the demand, is, the supply going to dictate the demand. So it's just like uh, OPEC. You know, OPEC said, well, we're going to cut back and we're going to, I think, what was it, two or three million barrels a day, they're going to cut back on production. That's... They got plenty of it. They just want to, they want the price to, see, to stay at a certain level. You know, keep, keep gas prices well up above $3 a gallon. And to do that, they got to withhold some. So, you know, and uh, I, I, li- I listen at a lot of things going. Venezuela got oil and gas. Uh, Iran got oil and gas. But we don't deal with those countries because they are rogue nations or whatever we whatever definition we put on it now they stopped Biden from cutting a deal with Venezuela because they don't like Venezuela but yet and still they they haven't shut Russia down from exporting gas and all they said it's not the high quality that, that they need but they needed to keep the to keep the flow going so that's how that operates oh okay yeah, I just wanted to know why they did that because I felt like if uh, they let some of these small farmers, you know, do what they need to do, then maybe it'll keep inflation down, you know? They do. Okay, it's like the price of milk, excuse me for interrupting, but the price of milk is high. But when you slaughter so many uh, dairy cattle, well, you know that you're getting less milk. So the price of milk going to go up. But now, uh, in the cattle industry, uh, you go to the store to buy a brisket, you're lying to pay $100. But that farmer is not getting that kind of prices for his product on the farm. And uh, with, with feed and this drought and all that, you would think that, uh, you know, they get a break. But they don't. So, anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Then. I, that's what, that was my question. And uh, I might call back the next hour to talk to Brother Barnett if he's in. Uh, Ah, uh, he won't be here. Uh, we have a special guest, uh, Domingo Garcia, will be here. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see what he's talking about then. Right. You can uh, uh, call back next week and talk to uh, Real Barnett. Um, I'm thinking he'll be back next week. Okay, then. All right. Thanks for the information. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. we have any more? All right. You can join this conversation at 972-647-188. Nine three. What are your take on inflation? What are your take on uh, the price of everything? You know, prices are these prices are just not going up 
automatically. They are being controlled. Somebody is, 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 is manipulating the markets and stuff, you know. So when you start making money, they got a way to get that money from you. They gonna, you fight for whatever, and especially, you know, when it comes to money. So we have another caller. Yeah, we have a Chuck on uh, line one now. Chuck on line one. Good morning, Chuck. Hey, yeah, this is Chuck probably on the Hey, I run about 35 head of cattle there in Cabrera County. And let me tell you something. Uh, the cost of hay has gone through the roof. This drought has taken a toll on us. The small farmer, the small minority farmer, is just holding on by strength. You hear me? We take them from the house to keep the former place. So when you see the cost of, you talk about the brisket in the store, we're not receiving it at all. We take some cash to the market, you get an average price in form. So it's tough out there. You know, we want to continue to, uh, we want to continue to uh, produce and continue to have minority form and things like that here in the area, but it's really tough on us. That's all I want to say. Well, I know it's tough on you, Chuck. I understand that market. So when you start talking about uh, the price, uh, uh, you know, they, it's all in the papers. The price of everything is up. Uh, the cotton crop is, is low. You know, they're not producing that much cotton. So your BVDs and your fruit looms might go up between here and next year because everything is, uh, you know, comes to, you know, the market, the stock market, all these markets, was actually based on agriculture in the first place. You know, uh, warehouses and stuff, they had barns before they had warehouses. So, you know, all of it uh, works hand in hand. So uh, thank you for your call, Chuck, and um, thank you for being a, a, a listener on this program. So, And you can join this conversation at 972 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Nine three. Everybody's talking about the pocketbook this morning, you know. Uh, and I, all this inflation going on, which uh, let me see, gas prices, uh, food prices, medication. Then to add insult to injury, your property taxes went up. So you you paying higher property taxes, and if you don't know how to go on, uh, uh, fill out the proper paperwork to protest or uh, 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 peel it or whatever, uh, it's going to go up, and it's constantly going up. I was told that uh, they used to uh, do it every, I think, every two to four years. Now they're doing it every year. Every year they're spending money to get your money because they're going to appraise your property. They're going to raise the cost of your property. And you say, well, they're not raising it. But in actuality, they are raising it because they're controlling the market, supply and demand. So we will have to really look at the election process. When I say Republican and Democrats, you know, it's not so much as the names. You know, the Republican Party is, is, is going in a different direction, but so is the Democratic Party. You know, I, I tell you, I vote Democrat. I have always voted Democrat, but uh, I need something out of the Democrats. So we have another caller? Yeah, uh, we have uh, Imani on line one. Imani on line one. Uh, good morning, Imani. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can hear you now. Okay. Well, 
uh, out here, uh, you know, we're worried about prices and everything. It was an old saying back in the days, that back, especially when the uh, stock market crashed back in 1920s and 30s, uh, when uh, they were uh, uh, jumping off of buildings and killing themselves. This is not the first time. Uh, it's an old saying by black people, though. If they have, if they, they call them they, if they have the uh, coal, we have the pneumonia. And uh, we are, our, our group is meeting in uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina at the end of this month, Powernomics Corporation, uh, Bank Tank. And what we're trying to do is get our people, we, we've been here before, it's them that's hurting. We, we've always suffered that 400 something years. Now what we're doing is trying to inappropriate behavior. We gotta stop buying stuff that we don't need like putting anybody, anything's hair on our head, we need to stop buying that. All this, 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 this hair we buy, and we could cut back on our alcohol consumption, that would surely help. Uh, we could cut back on stuff that we do. We, could, we uh, I used to sell cars. We don't buy a new car because, yeah, when it comes off the lot, it depreciates, I think, about 15%. We go get your car about two years old, and, and, and we have to start thinking, how do we survive now? Because we can, uh, the people at the bottom of the pyramid can control the market. All we have to do is stop buying stuff that we don't need. It's about needs and wants. Got to get the stuff that the grandma used to do. We have to start eating right, uh, stop eating out so much. And once we do that, we can control the rich man's market because he's controlling the supply and he's making us suffer. But we don't have to suffer because most of the stuff that we use anyway don't, don't really need. So we have to come back and put the inappropriate behaviors is tearing our, our communities up. And then one more thing, we have to, I group about two or three thousand ice cube, kidney hearts, that plenty of work, and Dr. Anderson, and a whole bunch of them from New Carolina. We don't talk about our economy. And I'm not talking about their economy, our economy. And we also talk about a new party. We're going we to start talking about the Native uh, Black uh, American Party. We, we don't get out of these parties because if you look back, they never did represent us anyway. And I'm going to vote, but I'm not going to vote for a party anymore. All right. Okay. So, okay. Well, thank you for your call, uh, Imani. And I'm up against a short break. You can join this conversation. 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to All right. We're back on Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Ike Stein sitting in for uh, Reverend Barnett this morning. And you can join this conversation at 972-647-1893. We've got a variety of topics. We kind of let you talk about what you want to talk about for about 15 more minutes. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, uh, we yeah. have uh, Beverly on uh, line two. Beverly, long time listener, long time caller. Beverly, good morning, Beverly. How you doing this morning? You're doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm fabulous. I agree with the money all the way. I agree with him. I look at back in the day, and I'm gonna call it the rape of the world because they would charge you for the error if they knew how. Air is free, water was free, all oh, it was out, that's the blood of the land. They, I remember when uh, cigarettes, my folks now, back in the day, gas, 35 cents a gallon, cigarettes, 15, 20 cents a pack, 
Now we all the way up to how much? I don't know. I don't know how much cigarettes cost, but I know they high. Nine dollars now. Mm. I mean, and, and when you have these inflations and places like this, that's to raise the prices forever. It's not going back down. A lot of people want they be saying, "I'll be glad when it go back." It's not ever going back. We don't drive in reverse. We drive going mm. forward, and they race the world. The blood, that oil, is the blood for the land, just like we have blood in our body. That's the body, the oil is that, the, uh, the oil is the blood of the land. They have just corrupted the whole land, thinking they smart. Have a good day. All right, thank you, Beverly. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, we have uh, someone on uh, line uh, one. All right. Uh, good morning, caller. Uh, we have a uh, one. Um, Say that again, sir. You're breaking up. Hello? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, I, I heard we took a rate in January for the Social Security at 8.7%. How are they basing that? Man, I have no idea. I know that they are talking about a raise, I think, coming in January. Uh only thing I know is if you... Drawing Social Security, you're going to get an 8% uh, increase. That's all. I mean, I don't know the dynamics of it. Uh, 8.7, that ain't for the $141,000. Uh, I understand what you're saying now. Were you ready for them to give you 8.7 or they, for them to take 8.7? Which one would you rather? Uh, I rather to get more. Right. Well, you know, uh, I think it's a pretty good, you know, to get an increase in the atmosphere when some people are talking about doing away with Social Security. I mean, it's a it's, it's, it's a win situation, you know. Uh, your Social Security, a lot of people don't understand, especially the younger generation, your Social Security number was not designed to be an identification number. Your Social Security number, when they started Social Security, was a bank account number. Well, when you work and they take Social Security out of your check, they would put that money into your account to calculate how much money you have really put in there. So when it comes time for you to start drawing Social Security, that it would uh, be there for you when you retire. And what has happened is they have changed it around. They have borrowed money from Social Security. Uh, they pay people Social Security that hasn't put money into the system. So it's kind of messed up Social Security. I'm sorry, sir. Oh. Uh, now, you have to uh, call the Social Security Administration and and ask someone, or maybe you can Google it and find out, because I don't know how they're basing it. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. You know, we got a lot of talk, Social Security, uh, inflation, jobs. Uh, I was listening to the guy talking about cattle and stuff, you know, but, you know, back when people were really farming, you know, when uh, uh, the majority of black folks uh, came out of slavery in the South, come off of farms, uh, plantations, they called them. And they know how to farm. They know how to milk cows and, you know, and process uh, meat and, you know, hogs and, you know, and they used to fish and hunt and all that. Now, 
all that stuff that they did to survive has been regulated. You know, you can't go out there and just go hunting and survive anymore. They got game wardens they, to protect the the wildlife, you know, not the human life, but the wildlife. Uh, they have a, a, if you, you know, a milk your own cow, you can milk your own cow, but they're not going to let you sell your milk because it hasn't been pasteurized. They're going to tell you it's got different uh viruses or different bacterias in it and everything that people used to do to make it has been changed to make money and you think this uh, I hate to start talking about marijuana and everybody start calling in but if you think they gonna legalize marijuana and you can just start growing marijuana and selling it like you want to you got a rude awakening coming that's all that's about money it's gonna circumvent all that back off into making money all these little uh, uh, people that think they're just gonna be selling weed or, and having it their way no all this gonna be regulated just like alcohol you know yes alcohol is legal but I tell you what you start Producing whiskey in your garage and see what happens. See, don't you get a visit from uh, ATF? It's not going to be like people think it is. These, uh, it's, it's regulated for the money makers. And when we talk about policies and laws and money, uh, all those uh, tax cuts that Trump gave uh, when he was in there and some of that stuff uh, Trump did when he was in office came by executive order. But he gave the rich a very, very healthy uh, tax cut. That's lifetime, but he only gave the working class, I think it was a three or four year tax cut. So, you know, your your little old tax cut, gonna, as old folks would say, it's going to play out here in a little bit. But I said that to say this, why haven't they rolled anything back? How come they went in there and how come they haven't adjusted to these tax cuts? Because a lot of your Congress... Uh, the senators, I'm talking about on the, on the U.S., you know, federal level. A lot of these people have become millionaires sitting in them seats. Some of them go up there, you know, they might be little lawyers or whatever they uh, occupation was. But after you go up there and you've been up there 10 years and all of a sudden you got millions of dollars and you're not going to cut your own throat uh, to save us. So, I mean, that's, that's my take on it. That's. I have a problem with some of our politicians and their behavior, you know, when they make these promises. We need policies and laws and paychecks. We don't need promises. And uh, I was uh, on a meeting the other day when uh, they called something a propose. You know, when you look at these bond packages at the city and uh, uh, the school district and all that, when they say a proposed bond package, you watch that word proposed. Because sometimes that ain't what you're going to get. You're not getting what they say you're going to get. It's a proposed. They had a bond package in 2017, a city bond package, where they promised so much money going into streets and sidewalks. And uh, I think each uh, city council member had uh, $10 million discretionary money. And all kind of money was out there. But how much of that money has made it to your neighborhood? How your sidewalk look in the front of your house? How overgrown is your alley? How many potholes is on your route going to work? How dark is your street at night? But all that money was proposed. And when these big corporations come in, uh, these billion-dollar corporations come in, 
They get these great big taxes incentives done, and these developers and and uh, they get all these uh, tilts and all that. They get millions and millions of uh, of dollars to build, and but when they build it, say you get a tilt to build six hundred apartments, and they give you a tilt. Okay, that tilt money does not break down into where you gonna have cheaper rent. You still gonna pay whatever the radius of going rent. If the rent is fifteen hundred dollars a month, that's what you gonna pay. I don't care how much taxpayer money went into it. And when they start saying affordable, affordable housing, I was told by one of the city council people that they use that word affordable to get federal money, you know, from HUD and uh, federal government money. So when they say affordable, it's affordable to who? You might can't afford it just because it's affordable to somebody, but maybe not you. So we got a lot going on. You can join this conversation, 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. I was talking about the post office when I first uh uh, started this morning, I was greeting the people at the post office, and I see where uh, uh, they're talking about raising the price of stamps again. Uh, uh, I have no problem with that because uh, what can you mail a letter at anywhere in the United States for the price that the post office is charging? But now my problem is, is the person that's over the post office the person that got contracts with the post office that's over it, and nobody's saying that that's a conflict of interest, you know. So when he raised the price of stamps, uh, he can write, raise the price of uh, moving the mail so he can make more money. So it's a trickle-down effect, and it ain't trickling down to us. It's trickling down to the contractor or the person who's really making the money. But you can call 972-647-1893. And I hope all of y'all got out and registered to vote. And when you vote, start looking. Start asking questions. When you see these candidates spending all this money on television uh, and with all this advertising and, you know, and just ad after ad after ad, Start asking questions. Start investigating. See where, where this money is coming from. Who's spending this money and why? You know, when you look at uh, uh, Greg Abbott and ERCOT, you know, ERCOT, that's your electrical grid. You realize how much money these people that run ERCOT and uh, how much money they put into Greg Abbott's campaign, and the Ken Paxton, and I mean, I mean uh, uh, Dan Patrick, how much money they putting into these campaigns to keep control now, they say that uh, the electric companies uh, made a large profit, very large profit this year. But at the same time, they're asking for an increase. Now, all these solar panels and stuff going, I remember when they first came out with solar panels that uh, it was pretty reasonable. You know, you think it was $10,000 and uh, something like that, which is a lot of money uh, for a lot of people. But you own those solar panels. You you could sell electricity back to the electric providers. But now they got a way that when you get a solar panel now, they got a way that you pay for, you still pay a certain amount 
for a lifetime. You know, you still gonna have an electric bill and you got solar panels. And when the government stepped in and started giving you some assistance and give you a break, somebody figured out a way to get in there to get some of that money. You know, everything we do, they want a part of that money, but we got millions and millions of dollars to pay for deck parks and uh, things that really, really not dog parks. We got dog parks and deck parks, which I'm not against dogs or deck parks, but what about the people? We can spend all this money on stuff. To, and like I tell people over there in, uh, in the A Street Bottoms over there, they wanted the deck park. Now they got it. Now they're complaining about the price of their homes and property going up where they cannot afford to pay the taxes. That's what you got with the deck park. The deck park was a bridge to go over the 35 corridor over into the bottoms so they can tie in all that area over there by Kessler Park and all that uh, area over there for those people can have access to the bottoms. You go to the bottoms now and look at some of those great big old lavish homes over there. And I remember when I was a kid and used to go to the bottoms at the park over there or the, or the gym over there. Oh, that's gone. It don't look like that anymore. It's all about money. And the people with the money want your money because the money they got, they got it from you, selling you their product. Actually, what they're doing is selling you something that you invented or something you produce in their companies and they're charging you a higher rate and they sitting back making the money. 972-647-1893. And we're up against a short break right now. And you can join us on our second hour. We're waiting on our guest, Domingo Garcia. So I know you got your fingers ready to do the dialing for you can talk to the president of LULAC Nationwide. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. All right, we're back on Church Information in open form. I'm Ike Steen sitting in for Reverend Barnett this morning. Uh, he'll be back next Sunday. Uh, and you can join him. I mean, I mean, he'll be back next Saturday. I'm sorry. You can join him uh, tomorrow on Facebook, Heavenly Joy Church, Miriam Barnett on Facebook. And we have a variety of things we've been talking about. I'm still waiting on my guest this morning. I don't know if he got stuck in traffic or lost. But anyway, I'm going to continue to take your call and let you talk. I'm not going to just sit back and not say anything until he get here. But we'll jump in when he get here. Uh, you can join us, 972-647-1893. We're talking about voting. We're talking about inflation. Uh, got a lot of things going on. Uh, in our schools, with the police department, with the city, we got a lot of things going on, so you can join us, 972-647-1893. And while I've got a little time, but let me thank all the listeners and the callers, and especially those that, that play it to this, uh, this uh, radio station and, and to this show, because we thank you, because we couldn't stay on the air if it wasn't for you. 
as an old songwriter, wrote a song and said, there's no me without you. And we thank you, and we always want you to know that we appreciate you and your cause. Whether we agree with you or not, we still appreciate the cause. And we have a caller. Okay, yeah, well, uh, we are waiting for the attorney. We have uh, Tim on uh, line one. Tim? Yes. Good morning, Tim. Good okay. Mo good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Yes, sir. I was, I was just calling. I usually call uh, Brother Barnett and talk about, sometimes I have, you know, I like talking about physical things. Uh, I don't know if you guys, when you woke up this morning and watched the morning news, it, saw, it, it was a meteor that came to Earth. It was a small meteor. But what I, you, I was telling Brother Barnett is that in the third trumpet, that would be a meteor that hit the Earth and, uh, uh, destroy a third of the drink of water. So these things are happening now. You know what I mean? In the second, in the second trumpet, you know, I don't know, you know, if uh, people are looking this up, but it says that it would destroy a third of the ships in the sea. And a third of the ships actually globally go through the South China Sea. So this, this uh, uh, asteroid that's speaking of in the second trump would actually hit it around the Pacific Ocean. Oh, you're talking about Revelation, right? Yeah, right. right. The second okay. trumpet. Okay. The yeah. second trumpet, it, it says that a third of the ships, right, it, this, this uh, asteroid, or it could be uh, a nuclear warhead because North Korea is always uh, shooting nuclear warheads in the Pacific. So in John's dream, he was seeing this, this uh, mountainous object ablaze. So this could happen. You know, North Korea could be actually... Uh, systematically trying to, you know, find out where certain ships are in the ocean. So, you know, I'm just saying this is just a this is just one of my uh, assessments right now. But these things are actually going to happen because they're biblical. All right. So, well, we third, thank you. I mean, I'm not going. It says that a th third of the ships go through the Pacific, and it says that a third of the ships will be destroyed. So. You know, that was just something that if, if people have their Bible or their phone, they can look at and see if, you know, they can uh, kind of go along with that. Because these things are going to happen. You know, I believe that. I believe a lot of people are paying, paying more attention to all this other stuff that's going on instead of trying to find out what's really happening in the, from a biblical standpoint. All right. Well, thank you. Uh I don't want to debate that or anything because my thing is what the Bible says is coming. It's going to happen. It's going to happen whether we debate it or not. It's, it's, we're not going to be able to uh, to stop it. Uh, this this uh, new uh, right, right. this new uh, uh, rocket that uh, America has designed that's supposed to be able to knock an asteroid off course and stop it from hitting right. the earth and none of that is going to be effective you know according to the scriptures so we we stick with the scriptures because this yeah, even right. this show is called church information in open form and we we uh look at politics and uh life in general a lot of things that's going on through the the, pers the bible perspective you know we may not be uh theologians and uh uh you know, experts own scripture because the people that right. the people that 
took the original interpretation of scripture and give it to us, you know, ha- half of them didn't know what they were talking about. So they they give us right. a they give us a right. uh, their interpretation as they when you read the Bible and they tell you certain words that uh, that's in the Bible and and the Bible you know was really in a uh, was in Hebrew and Greek and then you'll find out that there was not a word in English to compensate for that word so they just threw one in there so you have to be very very careful but I thank you for that call Tim and maybe Reverend Barnett to be back next week and y'all can dialogue or you know, on some of this yeah, revelation yeah, yeah. things. That'd, that'd be good. Because I, I like talking about uh, biblical things because right now, I know in, as we're at the end, we're right in between. The, if uh, anybody check out their Bible, and, 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 and we're right in between the fifth and sixth seal because this great earthquake hadn't happened yet. Right, right. The one that speak, spoke of in the Bible. So we're right in between that time. Right. Okay. Well, we thank you for your call and, you know, for thank you for your observation. <clears throat> But let me say this: We don't use uh, when people start studying Re- the Book of Revelation and start using it, it as a as a, a a calendar or almanac to tell when the end gonna be. You have to be very careful because Jesus even said that no man knows the time of the hour; only the Father knows it. So, uh, right, you saying that when Jesus comes back, but He wants us to know that that, that certain. Things are going to be happening before right. the return, though. Right, I'm just saying, but to be aware of that uh, and, and have some type of knowledge of the Bible and what it's speaking of. Right, we, know, we, we see. Yeah, we nobody see. Nobody knows the time when he's coming back. Nobody right. knows that. But you're talking about Revelation. Now go to First and Second Peter. Go to First and Second Timothy. A lot of stuff that's going on in the world today. The Bible already talked about that. Men will be lovers of them, uh, uh, pleasures right. more than lovers of God, and uh, seducing spirits shall wax worse. You know, all that's in the Bible. So I understand what you're saying, but I'm not going to turn this into a Bible debate. If you don't mind, yeah, I'll no, let you debate. Not what I wanted. I right. just wanted to make a statement and, and, and let people know that if they read these certain scriptures you can see that these things are lining up because it's going to be accurate because God gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave the word to his angel and the angel gave it to John. So these things are going to be accurate. It's just like I was talking to a brother born in about the, about the, uh, uh, the British Empire ruled over forehood earth. The Bible states this in the fourth field that it'll be a nation that does it. And, and you know, to, to some theologians are not going to give you an accurate view for the other Bible. That's, that's basically all I'm saying. Right, and I, I agree with you. Some of these theologians are really, uh, they know better than what they're teaching, but they're teaching it anyway. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, kind of yeah. like teaching for profits, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, you're exactly right. Some of them do know, but they don't want people, other people, to understand anything because it's about like you just said, money. All right. Well, we thank you for your call, Tim, and uh, and. Thank you for I thank you for having me on. Thank you. All right. So uh y'all can join us at 972-647-1893. Our guest has not shown up yet, so we can we're moving on, you know. Uh I got a lot lot going on and I I'll, I'll give you some open mic time to call in and talk about what you want to talk about, what's on your mind. Uh uh we got a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of things going on in the school district. A lot of things going on in the city. It's uh, we got an election uh, coming up. Uh, who do you think gonna be the next mayor? What is your choice? What do you think? So we got 
a lot going on. But I want y'all to stay encouraged because it's, you know, the Bible said when you see these things coming, the end is not yet. So don't throw in the towel. <laughs> you know, we, we st- if everybody's just thinking that we, we just sitting back watching for the end, because one thing Jesus did tell his disciples, he said, occupy until I come. So, who do we have? Uh, we have Imani on uh, line one. Imani? Yes. Again? Yep. All right. Good morning, Imani. Uh, I thank you, brother, I think, for taking me call. But uh, I'm sorry to call a second time. I know the rules. But uh, I want to remind somebody, back in the, uh, about 10 years ago, we had a big march in Dallas where about two, 300,000 Hispanics showed up downtown uh, for a uh, They had a protest down there. I want to let everybody know, I was a member of LULAC. Okay. Well, Garcia, Brother Garcia, come in, there's nothing. But I want to let them know, Al Liscombs, who was a great leader in our country, in our county, he led that march. He he couldn't walk, and I was right there behind the cart. Okay. 300,000 Hispanics. All right. Okay, and we appreciate that, uh, Imani. And you call your LULAC leader and tell him we're waiting on him. So, who do we have next? Uh, Michael is on uh, line two. Uh, Michael on line two. Good morning, Michael. All right, how you doing? All right. Have you ever heard of the new black media? The new black media? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. This is guys, uh, Jason Black, Professor Black Truth, Tariq Nasheed, you know, They are organizing a reparation rally on November the fifth in DC. You ever heard? Of, you heard about that? Ah, uh, no. Okay. You know, I mean, it's across the internet. You know, them guys. They are younger guys. They ain't nothing like the old. You know, political. You know, establishment. You know, they actually asking for something, and what they. They pushing that uh, no tangibles, no vote, you know, because, I mean, we've been voting, you know, since, you know, the Voters' Rights Act. I don't know why they don't pass something permanently, you know, every so many years. We got to beg and hope and pray that something get passed so we can vote again. You know, other races don't have to do that, you know. And uh, it's just interesting, you know, we the only ones at the bottom, stays at the bottom, that always have to try to fight and beg for stuff. A lot of this stuff we put in place where other races drift and they automatically benefit, you know. Them Asians, you know, they passed that Asian hate bill, you know. Yeah, a lot of them voting Republicans. Well, I agree with you. Uh We do have to fight. Let me say this. We do have to fight. We always had to fight. Ever since we landed in uh, this great country they call America, we always had to fight. And we're going to always have to fight. So we uh, shouldn't be nothing new to us. And we need to uh, understand that, that nothing is going to be given to us. Now, fighting is okay. You know, fighting is okay. You it's, know it's, it's knowing how to fight. You know, we can't even get us to vote, you know, and uh, then once you start voting, then you need to learn how to vote or who to vote for. And and when you vote, sometimes you vote for people that deceive you. So next time around, you know that uh, they did. They're not doing it, uh, what you need. So then you you change up. 
Yeah, you know, voting is okay. You got to be intelligent voter, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, educated voter, as a, we would like to call it. Uh, you know, our black women vote. You know, they vote 90-some percent. You know, ninety at the ninety some percentile. You know, and they get nothing. I'm not gonna say they don't get nothing. Now, come on. <laughs> what they done got? What who? Black they women? They ain't got no Breonna Taylor bill. They ain't got no Tatiana Jefferson bill. They ain't got no Sandra Bland bill. What the hell they get? Um, I'm not gonna say they didn't get all that, but you know we have to. Uh, they did pass some kind of Sandra Bland. Uh, a law down in Austin, it may not be much, but you know, so we have to. Uh, they got some kind of Bolton John deal going on to where only, I think, only this countryman can get a scholarship, not not black Americans. Some kind of open what kind of deal? I think they, I heard they got some kind of Bolton John, uh, some kind of deal they put in place behind, you know, his murder. To where this fellow countryman that's from his country, I think it's some kind of scholarship fund that they got, but only his countrymen can get it, not regular black Americans. Well, who's uh, who, who's uh, in charge of that? Is that? Well, I'm not sure. All right. You know, I'm, I'm I don't want to put out no faulty information, you know. And, uh, I'm going to have some more research, but the... Uh, where I heard it from, it was on some kind of black podcast, you know. Right, right. You know, sounded pretty authentic because them guys usually know what they're talking about. Right, right. All right, uh, then. Take my call anyway. All right, and we thank you. And uh, we up against a short break, and we're still waiting on our guests. So you can join us, 972-647-1893. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. All right, we're back on Church Information in Open Forum. I'm Ike Steen, your host, sitting in for Reverend Barnett. And you can join him tomorrow on Facebook, Heavenly Joy Church, at uh, 9.30. Uh, and I'm going to go back to my lines. Uh, my lines are getting pretty full. I'm going to let you talk. Uh, the person that's supposed to be here is not here. So we're going to move on and... We need to hear from you, the listeners, the callers. So, who do we have? Uh, we have a Tony on uh, line one. Tony on line one. Good morning, Tony. I heard the gentleman before. I got the back end of the conversation. Now, uh, there is a group of young men or a group of people who say they're not going to vote, but I have some tangibles. The problem with that, no one has ever asked those people how they voted before. Period. They, you know, they won't respect for reparation. Well, in this one we're in, we did it one way, by having the ability to vote for the people. And with that vote, come resources. And, and granted, you want reparation but guess what you need enough people in Congress to have the same idea to give you that so they ain't gonna get it from the Republicans I don't care who, they, who I don't care what they talk about they ain't gonna get it right number two is this is, it, is that you know uh, people always want something 
you know, but they didn't want to do the work behind it. And, and and for some reason, and, and, and this is my personal opinion, everybody is running around here. Let me get to the back. There's certain percentage of people running around thinking that if uh, uh, I don't vote this time, you know, I'm going to get what I want. The reality is this. The Republicans and some people are telling you what they're they going to do. They're telling you what they're going to do. And if you thought, if you thought uh, what happened during slavery, Jim Crow was bad, let me do it in front of your face and spinning you. I'm already killing you in, in, in front. And the person I'll be killing you, and then you cry. And no one ever asked, no one ever asked the family, granted the, the family doesn't deserve it. Did you vote? No, but my, my baby just got, just got shot by the police. Oh, how did the police get hired? Who hired him? The city. The city hired a city manager or a mayor. How did, and then you got to vote. Oh, who the judge is you 25 to life? Let's vote. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Guess what? Guess who decides where for the United States Congress? Guess who gives sentences? That's in Congress on coke and crack cocaine. Oh, school, vote. So everything we do is voting. And the first thing we holler is, I ain't gonna vote. Cool. You know, don't bother me. So when I come to you and ask you, uh, why you mad? I'm asking you to vote. Nope. What you crying for? And that's what the question we need to ask everybody. Everybody, I, I, I see all the groups, the, the Greeks and organizations going to get trying to get these votes. The reality is, November 8th, the numbers ain't gonna be there. Right. The numbers are not, because we're not gonna vote, like you said. The, the, matter of fact, you know what we're doing? We're doing internet stuff, but we're not gonna do it. We're not, not gonna do it and explaining at, at, a, at, a, at a low level why to vote. But what we said is, vote and we're gonna change. That's a lot no more. Any politician ever come to me and say, Tony, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna get rid of crime. You just lied to me. I'm going to get rid of poverty. You just lied to me. Because the reality is you're not going to get rid of all that. Period. Number two is this. When you, when you ask for my vote, you want to explain that I'm on one vote of five if I'm on a city council. I'm one vote of, on, on school board. I can only do one vote. I need to convince my other. For me to vote for you, I convince me you can convince a majority of people to vote what I need to do. And that's one thing I, I think I don't ever say is this. I'm running to make change. You cannot make change by yourself in a system where you have a group of people deciding for the mass. And so, and so a lot of it is we don't educate folders. And what we do is we, 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 we say a lot of stuff that sounds good. But at the end of the day, it gets in the world and say, well, you tell me this. And I say, well, I didn't lie. No, I didn't lie. I just, no. Right, right. No, I, I, I keep on the information statement. I'm going to say what I'm saying. I hope Texas uh, elect uh, Beto. But, but you know what I know about Texas Democrat? I have not seen not one Democrat from, from, uh, from, from, uh, from city council I've seen county. I haven't seen my state representative, Zach Beto. I haven't seen my uh, 
uh, fitness, uh, back to, you know, I have, I'm talking about as far as them saying, hey, I'm supporting Beto, you know, not taking pictures with him. Pictures are one thing. I haven't seen uh, the people running for other offices support Beto. I see them say they're running for office. So I'm saying this, are we really supporting Beto or, or are we just, you know, just saying this and then hoping he wins? Right. Actually, I hope we win in turn Texas, but come November 8th, I'm not going to be disappointed. All right. So I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the past, how we voted, and we vote those numbers. All right. Well, I thank you for your call, Tony, and I understand what you're saying. Uh, your vote is your voice, and no vote, no voice, and we thank you for that. So, uh, And thank you for calling, Tony. It's good hearing from you. So who do we have next? Uh, Chuck is on the line, too. Chuck? Chuck, yeah. Uh, I'm getting some repeaters, ain't I? Uh, good morning, Chuck. Hey, I want you to ask your, your caller... Your guest when he comes in? He, he's not here. He's not. I just got a, a, a note from that he's not going to make it. So we're going to move in on and take some more callers and let people have, uh, you know, voice their opinion on whatever they want to. But uh, I thank you for calling. But y'all, got, I don't know. Maybe he's going to reschedule. So I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for calling. Thanks. All right. Who do we have next? So we have a councilwoman, Caroline Arnold, on line one now. The queen of Oak Cliff on line one. Good morning, Miss Arnold. Good morning, good morning. I'm, I hear a little bit of background in the back. So just a couple of things, and thank you so much for pitching in this morning. On uh, just a couple of announcements just for public service, I wanted to make sure, first and foremost, I spoke about the date of October 21st. Uh, we're and through the district four office. We're hosting a woman's economic conference at Cedar Crest Golf Course. Uh, the time is eight thirty of eight thirty a.m. until noon. This is a startup conversation uh, for women who are interested in being a part of the agenda as we talk about moving forward from an economic standpoint. And you know, it, economics goes back to city budgets. It goes back to to uh, budget, all of which, uh, that's just a couple of which affect our day-to-day in this city. So that's next Friday. Uh, if any woman is interested in, in attending this conference, they can call 214-670-0781. That's 214-670-0781. And we will have registration at 830, a light breakfast, uh, uh, discussions with several individuals here who are involved in the city, in the city of Dallas, women, and we will have a lunch. Get that number so one more time, Ms. Ong. The Women Woman Nomics Conference will be held at Cedar Crest Golf Course. No, the telephone number. 214-670-0781. Okay. And that's for the reservations in Cindy Hall or Bill Foster will assist them on that reservation. Okay. All right. And the next thing, I have just a couple of things that I don't want to hold up too much, but we have so much going on that the public needs to be aware of. Next week also, uh, we will have a, a major announcement at Cedar Crest Golf Course regarding uh, historically black colleges. And we will have a major underwriter who will, uh, a signature supporter 
so that that particular golf course can begin to see some of the investment of golf talent from around the country coming to our neighborhood right in Cedar Crest. So that also will be a part of that Friday, October 21st. And that is around 11 o'clock a.m. So stay tuned for that and watch the headlines as, uh, as it rolls out. Quickly, on October 27th at Eloise Lunday Recreation Center, the housing department, along with the district court staff, will hold phase two of what seniors want. And what we're planning on that day is a housing preparation session. So the seniors who attend this session at 11 a.m., from 11 a.m. until 1, will have an opportunity to meet with staff to get a good understanding of all materials that are needed in order to apply for housing assistance. And that may include home repair, maybe some home renovation. But the key is the success of that program is knowing, being ready to go. So on that date, all we're going to do, once again, is to talk to seniors about all the documents they need to bring to uh, have together so that when we announce the date, then they're ready to apply. Our goal is also to assist that, assist all seniors who are participating in the program when the date's announced. And if we have to bring computers to our recreation centers, our service centers, to help seniors apply, we are committed to doing that. We don't want anyone to be left out because they don't have computer skills. So I didn't want to emphasize that wholeheartedly. We want to help our seniors, and we want to make sure we get as many people on board early on as soon as possible. So once again, that's October 27th, Eloise Monday Recreation Center from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. What seniors want, phase two, is a housing preparation session. So we appreciate the opportunity to share this information, and we want to encourage everyone who have a question to call my office. I'm Mayor Pro Tem Carolyn King Arnold. The number is 214-670-0781. And I appreciate the opportunity to share and remember that seniors are our precious jewels. All right. Well, we thank you, Miss Honor. You're always calling in with some good information for the community, and we thank you for that, and you have a great day. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, Joyce uh, is online, too. Joyce? Joyce? Yeah. Jo School Board Trustee, Miss Joyce Foreman. Okay. Uh, good morning, Miss Foreman. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, great show, uh, as always, when you're there. We appreciate you. We appreciate this show. I just wanted to have an opportunity to say a couple of things. And, it, of course, I always um, find myself uh, following behind uh, the great uh, Mayor Pro Tem, Carolyn King Arnold, who, who's doing a wonderful job. Uh, just wanted to say a few things about my trustee district, and then I'd like to um, just comment on voting. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted the public to know that we are uh, going to build a brand new uh, Atwell, which will be the Lewis A. Bedford uh, Law Academy. Uh, and I'm extremely excited about that, along with the fact that we are uh, doing some major uh, reconstruction of of Adele Turner Elementary School. 
So I want the public to look forward to uh, those two new additions in uh, District 6. Uh, I listened a lot to Tony talking about voting. And uh, it is somewhat disheartening to hear our people talk about not voting. Right. When people died to get to vote. want and need comes from putting people in place who will try to address our issues. Uh, several years ago, when Barack Obama was running for president, people came out of the woodwork to vote for a black man. And I don't think it was just because he was a black man, it was because we thought a black man was gonna do something to better our life. Now we're at a point where we've gone through several years of Republican disheartening in our communities, and now we're talking about not voting. Anything we want is gonna come from an elected official in terms of our quality of life. If we didn't have Carolyn King Arnold sitting there on the city council, where would we be? There is just no way that we should be talking about not voting. We should be encouraging people to vote. I'm encouraging people to go out and vote because we need a change. We need a change in almost everything that's going on from a governmental perspective. And if we don't have enough people that are elected that will do the things that the community needs, we're going to continue to struggle. And so while we don't get everything, we've got to have people in place that's going to be able to listen and going to be able to try to do things that are right for the community. So not voting is not an option. Right. What I say to people is, oh yes, I'm voting for Beto. And I'm going to go out and take 10 people with me. And if they can't get to the polling place, I'm taking them to the polling place. Because we've got to change some things. And, and because I'm working hard in public education, if we don't change the governor and change the commissioner of education, our children are going to continue to struggle. So people need to understand the value of voting. And uh, I don't remember who it was that called in and said, if, if you did vote, don't say anything to me about it. But I'm kind of that same thing. If you're not voting, then you don't have an option. So I just want to make sure that our people understand the power yes. of your vote. Right. And that okay. people die to make sure that you did have that option. And we need to exercise. Well, I, let me, I got a question for you. Uh, I'm up against a short, can you hold on for a minute? I'm up against a short break and I got a question for you, Miss uh, Foreman. Can you hold on? Yes, sir. Okay. We up against a short break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back on Church Information in Open Forum. We're in our last few minutes, and uh, you can join us at 972-647-1893. Uh, Ms. Foreman, you still with me? Yes. Yeah. I got, I'm, 
It's not a I got you question. I just got a question. Uh, you was talking about uh, President Barack Obama and yeah. voting. Do you think, it's just a question, that all this we're going through now with the Republicans, with all these uh, radical uh, uh, racist groups and all these laws, voter suppression, you think all this is a retaliation against the, the good years that we had with President Obama? Well, I, I personally don't know if it's a retaliation. I think um, this is just the way the world is going in terms of what's going on, period. It's just not happening here. It's happening all over the world, all this backlash, all this... this um, nonsense that continues to, to take place. All right. And unfortunately, after Barack Obama, uh, we in, in turn got somebody who was just uh, on the far end, the far right. And so it gave permission for a lot of these people who had been uh, behind closed doors doing some of these things to just come out front and begin to do them. Uh, and the only way that we can change some of the things that are going on is to get people in place that will vote some of these things down. Uh, just like um, in public education, we're having this fight about critical race theory, which is just a facade uh, in, in, in uh, uh, K through 12. But they're bringing it up as, as if it's a fact because they have the, the power to be able to do that. You have the governor in place, you have the uh, uh, education commissioner uh, that is not stepping up and saying that is not an issue for us. And so now the people have to fight that. And that's what I was saying. If you don't have the right people elected to push back, then we're gonna continue to fight these kinds of things. All right. Which I really think that uh, this critical race theory, they they are trying to really fight against African-American history. But all right. Well, I thank you. Right. Right. So thank you for your call. I'm going to try to get some more to some more of these calls, as I promised. And thank you for being a part of this uh, great program. All right. uh, Who do we have next, Pierre? We have uh, Jack on uh, line one. Jack. Yeah. Uh, Good morning, Jack. Oh, yeah. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Reverend Barnett is great. That's why I know something about what's going on in Dallas. But um, but I wanted to say about the voting thing. They've done studies on this that say that uh, we really don't, you know, the, the politicians get in there, but they don't do what they ever say they're going to do. Um, and just like with the Obama thing, uh, he bailed the banks out until they just stopped doing that very recently when they started doing these interest rate things. But before that... They've had, I guess that's been 13 years or whatever since 2008. They've been getting a bailout. We we have never got back to where we were before that. And we're still in the Obama depression, a recession, and we're going into the next one right now. And uh, so, I mean, that's one of the reasons why people think about what good is voting, I say. But, and it, it's like we need a third party is what really needs to happen. The Democrats and the Republicans just recently, uh, they, I mean, they're for going into this Ukraine war. Both of them is a bipartisan what? thing. Uh, and, it's, and they think they can actually do a nuclear 
have nuclear strikes, limited nuclear strikes of some kind, and, and that's going to be okay. Okay. Uh, that's not going to be okay. And so as far as the Democrats and Republicans go, if they're willing to go with a nuclear strike thing on the world, uh, I'm, I'm not on that team. All right. I, mean, I got, I got a question. I mean, that's the bottom line. I don't care about BLM or all these other things or abortion and all whatever. I mean, that's, that's nowhere if we're going to get nuked. Right. Well, let me ask you one question. I got a lot of calls, but I got one question. Uh, you said the Obama recession. What is the Obama recession? Well, the, well, it's the recession prior to, we're not, we have not gone back to what we, where we were right, at. Okay, that's what I want to clarify because it seemed like you was uh, <laughs> laboring the, uh, the 2008 recession, the Obama recession. So, all right. Well, thank you for your call. That was the housing thing, and he never bailed us out. He only bailed out the banks, and the banks just kept pushing up the price of housing, pushing up the price of everything. And that's what but he it, did when he bailed out the banks. The banks need to be decent. They need to be broken down and right. uh, they call it trust busting. Trust busting. And they want, and Democrats will not do that. Neither, nobody. Trust busting has to happen or these prices are going to continue to go up. These are cartels. Right. And they're going to just gouge you for prices. And that's what it's all about, period. Right. It's not going to do inflation. Right. But it, it, he not only bailed out the banks, he bailed out the uh, auto industry, he bailed out the airlines, he bailed out a lot. But I, I thank you for your call. I got a bunch of callers. I'd like to debate this, but I don't have time. So uh, thank you for your call. All right. Who we have next? So we have uh, Jerry on uh, line two. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. I'm going to make a real quick point. I need people to stop paying attention when you go to stores. When you have stores... It's almost like the open border situation. You have a lot of Mexicans coming out. When you go to McDonald's, everybody in um, there speaks Spanish, but they don't have speak English. No speak English. You go to Jack in the Box, same thing. Even right there by Fair Park, you even got people that got attitudes for Spanish. And then the reason why they have so many Spanish, um, unfortunately, have, I can't give they, a, they, no. they're, they're domination of people. So yeah, you have people, no, even though it's city council, they yeah, hire people to work on the road. They all Spanish. So my point of saying that is, even with us, they want our votes and stuff, we need, we need to stick together as fast as that is what we believe. You have a, a guy running around with a Mexican truck, uh, 150, having a flag playing Mexican music. Well, if you have the Olympics, you play the music from where you're from. They hear, they don't act like they're Americans. Stop acting like, well, we're going to overdo it. We're going to get in school. They speak Spanish, and they came for the Spanish, not for the blacks. Right. That's my point. Okay. And okay. thank you. For, we thank you for that. Support. All right. Okay. All right. Who we have next? Uh, we have uh, James uh, on uh, line one. James on line one. Good morning, James. Good morning. Yeah, I want to pose for the listening public. I put up a shut up uh, proposition, which is uh, basically do what the. Uh, a board member was saying do uh, but do this to your friends and relatives they will listen to you call your friends and relatives each one of them 10 of them at least and have them do three things one uh, make a voting plan who you gonna vote for where you gonna vote for when you gonna vote for that kind of thing two um, <clears throat> vote the whole ballot the entire ballot not just the big name and three call 10 other people and have them do the same thing you are doing. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
All right. Who do we have next, Piero? Uh, we have uh, Modrano on uh, line four. Modrano. Good morning, Mr. Modrano, or uh, Miss Modrano. Which one is it? Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Yes, who do we have? Okay, this is. I'm sorry, you. I can't hear you. Can you hear? Hello? Yes, sir. This is Roy. Roy? Yes, sir. Okay, what's on your mind, Roy? Okay, this is, uh, I'll be quick. When you don't vote and you call yourself voting for one uh, uh, entity or something, you're not hearing anyone but yourself. There are other things to vote for instead of just reparations. We have a lot of things on the ballot we need to vote for. So if you're not voting, you're not hearing anybody but yourself. Right, right. You're no call. And then on the critical uh, uh, race theory, we have a habit of putting names on things, but we can just call it American history. And it would have to deal with that. We put, we put labels on it, and that's what they want to do is fight against the labels. Right. And if we call it what it is, uh, American history, then that includes that they have to deal with that. I thank you, Brother uh, Smith. Right, and thank you for your call. And uh, you're right; they they have a way of labeling things, uh, uh, you know, to try to make it better. They label Black Lives Matter as a like a police hate organization, which they know that's not true. So, who do we have next? We have uh, Ray on uh, line one. Ray, uh, good morning, Ray. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I was just commenting on that gentleman that called last night. Uh, when you talk about the Hispanics, but then they work at that school, they always speak Spanish, and they play their music. I'd rather listen to that music than that music they listen to. All that cussing and all that. Right. And nah. But it, it's just wrong. You know, everybody got their culture, but, you know, every kid. Each his own, you know. Right, so, right. Tell that gentleman to chill out. We're here. We're here. We do the job that we get offered. So you go get a job. See how much they pay you, you know? That's all. All right. Well, we thank you. Thank you for your call, and uh, enjoy your day. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, we have uh, uh, Neil on uh, line four. Neil? Oh, yes. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes, good morning. How you doing? Morning. Good morning. Great, great show. I have several things right quick. As far as the um, the man stating that what, what are black women getting? Did he just hear the last two call, the calls that we had from our pro tem and our and our uh, school board member? Well, I think them was the only two elected officials we had called in was uh, our school board. It was them, but I'm just saying, right. yes, we, black women have gotten something. We would not know anything if we did not have those two. Right. Right now. And as far as reparations, I don't know what he's talking about. You cannot get reparations without representation. Right. Period. 
So you can run around and say you don't want to vote. You better vote because democracy is on the line. It is on the chopping block. We would not be able to call into your show if some people get their way. Well, <laughs> well Miss Nail, I'm going to say this right here. A lot of people... Uh, they can call and, and, and vent and voice their opinion, but they don't understand the struggles that uh, we as the people had went through to get to where we are. So they can call in and say, well, we ain't going to do this and we're going to do this and the old folks need to move out of the way where the old folks got, the old folks still got, a, uh, we still got the scars from civil rights movement right. and, the, and the generation from before us had those scars and the generation before them had the scars of the whips on their backs from the masters in the cotton field. So I mm -hmm. listen to these young people or these people, not just young people, the people that think they have all our answers, but we need boots on the ground. Like uh, somebody said, we need people knocking on doors, encouraging yes. people to vote. So, uh, yes, yes, and I, yes. I hate to call, cut you short, Miss Nail, but I got another caller, and I don't want to leave anybody hanging. So, okay. and, and thank I you for working with me. All right, all thank right. you, and God bless. God uh, bless you. Right. Right. Who do we who do we have next? Uh, we have a Greg uh, on the line one. Greg on line one. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. I'll be brief for the sake of time. Excellent show. Shows the diversity in opinion. And if anything, we know we got opinions. But I believe you summed it up. You addressed the call earlier. And we were given the divine commandment to occupy. Occupy means to be active and to be engaged. Hold, hold it. We need to hold it. Hold it. Hold it, hold it Mr. Barber. Will you please give us the definition of occupy again? Occupy means to be active and engaged. Hmm. That means to not just sit around and look up forward. We need, we were ought to be active and engaged in society and making. Now we know the Bible tells us things are going to get worse, but we are not supposed to sit on our laws. We are supposed to spread the good news of the gospel and do the things that our our leader, our the person that died for us did, and that was to invest in people and to assist and aid those who are in need. That's what he did, and love one another. Right. That's what he called us to do, occupy till he comes. If we do that, that's voting, that's getting out, that's being active, that's being engaged, things will. We can turn it around. Can we stop what the Bible says is going to come? No, we cannot, but we are still to what? Occupy till he comes. And with that, I, I will bid you adieu. Excellent show. All right, and thank you, Greg. And next time, maybe we can get the job line. And we thank all our listeners. We are out of time. And you can join Reverend Barnett tomorrow on uh, Heavenly Joy Church, uh, Marion Barnett on Facebook. Thank you, and y'all have a wonderful day.